الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته واهل بيته ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين وبعد All praises to Allah All praises to Allah All praises to Allah who guided us to this who guided us to this Mubarak house and this Mubarak hour and this Mubarak day and we were not to be guided was it not that Allah had guided us Oh Allah to you is praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority Oh Allah we do not limit you with any praise we can come up with ourselves rather we admit that you are the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his Mubarak and blessed family and progeny and upon all of those who follow all of their way until the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, As of the last check, and the numbers have undoubtedly increased since then, the total number of civilian deaths that are verified of the innocent people of Gaza has exceeded 7,000, of which over 3,000 are children this does not include tens of thousands of people wounded and severely injured, many of whom complain of burn that not only burns the skin but goes all the way into the bone. That is untreatable with a type of munition that they haven't seen before. And this is the place where munitions manufactured in this America go subsidized by your tax dollars in order to be tested on the innocent people of Gaza. They complain about burns that they cannot treat because they go in all the way to the bone and injuries that they haven't seen before. At this point, the hospitals are out of anesthesia. So surgeries are happening. Stitches are being put in, all in the waking state, all with the patients wincing and grimacing at the pain of being operated on. The fuel has run out, and so babies who are in incubators are now dying because there's not even enough energy, enough power to power those hospitals that haven't been bombed out yet. Over 30 massages have been destroyed, gutted. People are praying, they pray this Yomul Jum'ah, they pray their Salatul Jum'ah, they pray their daily prayers in rubble. Not one, not two, over 30 massages, including a masjid in Jinin, in the West Bank, which ostensibly has nothing to do with any of this. 
the oldest church in Gaza, the third oldest church in the entire world, the church of Saint Porphyrius, in which hundreds of people had crowded in order to take refuge from the incessant aerial bombing. Was in this week it was bombed, destroying and damaging a part of the patrimony of humanity, of all of mankind. If you don't know who Saint Porphyrius is, look it up. He is the fifth century bishop of Gaza. Fifth century means what? Means two hundred years before the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Therefore, destroying and desecrating the resting place and the place of worship of a man of God who may as well have been a Muslim as well. And Allah Ta'ala knows the secrets that are in the hearts of people. But Millatan, he was our guy. They claimed him, we claim him at the same time. And Allah knows best the secret that's in people's hearts. From amongst those who were killed in that bombing are several relatives of a sitting member of Congress, Justin Amash, Amash, the third district representative in the U.S. Congress from Michigan. Members of his family, several members of his family were killed. Yet, amongst Muslims, amongst non-Muslims, amongst the media, amongst the political elites, amongst the legacy media, still not a word of condemnation for any of this. A combination of duplicity and cowardliness, not a word of condemnation for any of these things. Look, I'm not a fan myself of bringing politics into the masjid. And I tell you right now, this is not a political issue. I have no agenda, I have no horse in the race. I don't care about Democrats and Republicans. I don't care. If you registered to vote, good for you. If you didn't, good for you. It's a separate discussion. It's not supposed to be had from this sacred place, in this sacred hour of the sacred day. However, I tell you, this is an issue of the deen of Allah Ta'ala. That the people are being killed, they're innocent civilians. Not even all of them are Muslims. So many Christians are being killed as well. So many UN workers who are in Gaza and couldn't get out and still can't get out are being killed as well. The hypocrisy of those people who say that we're evangelical Christians. What does, what does evangelicalism mean? The evangel is the good news, bring the good news of the gospel of Christ. In theory, all of us are in favor of that. What good news is there in genocide? What good news there in genocide for anyone? If you claim that God is God of love, what love is there in maiming children? The Quran itself commands the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he met the mushrikeen, the, the idolaters, the pagans of Quraysh, who would commit fawahish, indecent acts, 
And they would say, when confronted about their indecency, that this is how we found our forefathers behaving before us. And God commanded us to it. Which is literally the same thing. The same thing evangelicals and the same thing fundamentalist Zionist Jews say with regards to their killing of innocent civilians. Quoting at times the Torah and at times the Talmud. Allah Ta'ala commands the Prophet ﷺ to respond to such people. Say, Allah Ta'ala doesn't command to indecency. This is a religious issue for this reason. So I'm not telling you who to vote for, who not to vote for, but what I am telling you is this. If you believe the Risala of Sayyidina Muhammad there is a necessity, there is an obligation for you to speak to people, whoever will listen to you. If you're afraid you're going to get fired from your job or kicked out of your school or kicked out of this country or whatever, don't put up a post on your LinkedIn page. Talk to whoever you can talk to. But this is something we cannot be silent about. Our president, as a statement of fact, whether you like him or not, got up in front of the Congress and asked for over $100 billion to fund foreign wars. I tell you as a Muslim, funding endless wars in which innocent people are killed is antithetical to the teachings of anyone who believes in Allah. They're definitely not sanctioned by our religion. And we're not pacifists. But this is not sanctioned by our religion. It doesn't matter if it's Muslims getting killed or anyone else getting killed. This is not sanctioned by our religion. This is a slam dunk. This is low-hanging fruit. $100 billion. As if our generation hasn't already seen endless land wars in Eurasia that come to no conclusion whatsoever and cost trillions of dollars that as fools we have to, as Americans and Muslims, we want to rush into another one again, as if somehow or another we'll do the exact same thing we've been doing for the last 25 years and there's going to be a different outcome? Hasn't it come time? We also, we're in Texas, we talk to our fellow Texans I have love for them. I have great hope that they can see common sense things. As they've demonstrated the ability to do in many other culture war issues. Is it worth getting into another multi-trillion dollar land war that pulls in several countries overseas in order to kill thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in a place we all agree is sacred? Is it something that you would rather spend your money on that than be able to pay rent? Than to be able to buy medicine? Than to be able to send your children to college? The money we send to Israel, the free munitions we send to Israel, Israel has universal health care for free for everybody. You and me as Texans on the other hand, We get to choose if we cut our fingers off which one we want to have sewn back because we don't have the money to pay for all of them. It's apparently cheaper to get your ring finger reattached after cutting it off than your pinky. 
Because people have to make this choice. Is it worth it? Is this what you want to pay your money for? This state itself has a number of laws, as a matter of fact, that prohibit speech against Israel and in favor of boycott, divest, sanctions against the apartheid system that the occupation runs in Palestine. Literally like Nazis. Like the Nazis used to make Jews wear a patch to identify them openly. Palestinians have a different color license plate than Israeli Jews do. But if you speak against it in Florida, if you speak against it in Texas, you're subject to a constitutionally untested constitutionally untested set of consequences from the state. Already in Florida, already in Florida, the student group Students for Justice in Palestine, it's already been disbanded by state order through the state university system just a couple of days ago. This is political speech on the university campus that is being banned by the government. This is not the behavior of Americans. Definitely not the behavior of Muslims. This is the behavior of Communist Party bosses. It's happening right in front of your eyes. It's happening right in front of our eyes. Hasn't it time, come time for us to speak with our fellow Texans that this same law that Florida is using today and Texas is going to use tomorrow is going to be used by New York and California next week in order to ban, in order to silence, in order to penalize, in order to criminalize that person who writes a written statement saying, I believe there's only two genders? Or did you forget about that? Did you forget about the point of the First Amendment? Did you forget about the sanctity of the Constitution for which your forefathers fought? Did you forget about the sanctity of freedom for which your forefathers fought and died? Only in order to sacrifice it at the altar of genocidal mania? Look, I get the fact that there are some people from our friends and neighbors believe somehow or another that by mindlessly abetting genocide overseas, that they are going to somehow hasten the return of Christ to the Messiah, alayhi salatu wasalam. And who would not wish to meet him? Including us. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He gave the bishara to this ummah that he will come back as a just ruler. He will be the one who slays the Dajjal, the Antichrist. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu in his old age, if he would meet a young man, imagine the Prophet sallallahu alayhi instilled the joy and the love of meeting him so much in the people of the Ummah and the companions who may Allah be pleased with them. That say that Abu Huraira when he would meet a young man, he would often say to him, Oh young man, if you live long enough to meet Sayyidina Isa if you live long enough to meet Christ, tell him my salam. But did any of the companions of the Messenger of Allah say, go and give financial aid to the Dajjal, to the Antichrist, so that that day can come earlier? 
You people are people of faith. You're not Muslims. We know that. We disagree with many of your beliefs and you disagree with many of ours. And according to the U.S. Constitution, that's okay. But for the sake of the Lord, your critical faculties, your intellects are not that impaired that somehow or another the, you can say in front of God on the day of judgment that the love of Christ has caused you to kill children, to rain white phosphorus on civilian populations, to starve them, to cut off their water, to cut off their fuel. That somehow or another a person who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and claims that God has audacity to claim that God lives inside of them. That such a person will now validate lying, validate cheating, validate the wanton spilling of blood. Why? Because of the love of Christ? He has nothing to do with such people. He has nothing to do with such criminals. Rather, the good news of his gospel was there to give hope for those people who are downtrodden by such sick thinking, such maniacal thinking. And we don't say our friends and neighbors are maniacal. What do we say? We say you've been lied to. You've been cheated. You've been incentivized not to put two and two together. This is where your job comes in and where my job comes in. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi said in a sahih hadith that sin being true, not just telling the truth, because there are many lawyers who are talented at being able to sit through a deposition and not say one lie, but they're not being true, are they? No, being true with one another. This is a sickness also has crept into many Muslims that are closer to court culture than they are to the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that we think that deception, lying, being two-faced is somehow some sort of stratagem or some sort of sharp-wittedness. And it's not. It's not. Wallahi, it's not. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said what? Sidq, being true, it guides to to piety, and piety guides to Jannah, to paradise. Whereas lying, it guides to fujur, to profligacy, even mischief. And mischief will guide a person to the hellfire. And subhanAllah, look at our Muslim American community. Not every pious person has a turban or a beard. In fact, now we see there are many villains that do like wolves in sheep's clothing, holding their tongue back from speaking the haq. When it is what is demanded by Allah and His Messenger for the sake of themselves, their own salvation, their people, the ummah, and for all of mankind. We have UFC fighters. Can you imagine how crazy it would be to get into the octagon and have a match against somebody like Alexander Volkanovsky? Warlike, savage people who describe themselves as savages. Kumar Usman, who's a Muslim brother, but the guy is scary to get into the ring with. Imagine. And then when the match is over, the first thing, still out of breath, still sweating, the first thing, to praise Allah Ta'ala and say I'm concerned for my brothers and sisters in Palestine. I open Instagram every day and I see dead children and that's hard. 
in the moment of exuberance and exaltation. Do you think that doesn't have an effect on people? Dave Chappelle, a comedian, a man who goes out of his way, not to mention that he's Muslim, out of fear of some of the indecency of his comedy causing a stain on the honor of Islam. A man who gave up all of his career, all of his deals with corporate media in order to be able to say what it is that he wanted to say. He gave up money in order to what? Keep his integrity. Not as a scholar. The standard for the ulama is so much higher. Not as a righteous person. The standard for the salihin is so much higher. As a comedian. His shit, what? It saved him because he was able to what? Twice in the last week say in front of an entire audience that the occupation isn't right. That I don't agree with the killing of innocent Israeli civilians, but the occupation isn't right. And when a heckler cursed at him, he cursed at that person back and said, what? Don't ask me for money to fund your wars when you're going to cut off water, food, electricity, medicine, communications with innocent populations. This is what? This is sidq. What does the ummah need from you? What is Allah asking you for? What is the Messenger of Allah asking you for? What are they commanding you to? What do the people of Texas need from you right now? This Texas that made a life for you, that gave you a place to live and water to drink and food to eat, that we should be thankful. What does it need? It needs your sidq right now. That you speak with anyone who's going to listen to you. Like Mawlana Rumi said in the opening lines of the Masnavi Sharif, Man bahat jab'iyyati nalan shudha, juft khushhalan badhalan shudha. I am the one, this sad story I have in my heart, I cry this sad tale in every gathering I go to. Whether it's a gathering of the pious or it's a gathering of people in a bad state, I still cry and tell them my story. This story is the story of the love of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In this moment, that story overlaps with what? With the story of the killing of innocent people right now. In this country, sacrificing its soul at the altar of satanic bloodletting. That mask in a shaitan is going to do something. Isn't he going to come and tell everybody, look, this is what God wants? Or does shaitan change his uh, modus operandi? Someone says, how can I tell the difference? It's because what Allah commands to is good. And what shaitan commands to is whatever you're seeing right now. Killing, murder. If violence was able to solve the problem, wouldn't it have solved it for the last 70 years? Wouldn't it have solved it in the last set of bombing civilians? Wouldn't it have solved it in Iraq? Wouldn't it have solved it in Afghanistan? No, brothers and sisters. Violence is not going to solve this problem. It is not going to solve this problem. It's time that we also muster our sense. Instead of thinking that we're going to put our heads down and get through this, you're not. You're not. Look at everyone who made it in politics, everyone who made it in media. The kings, princes, presidents, governors in America and around the world. The famous people, influencers in America, around the world. Rich people in America, around the world. All of them are tongue-tied at the murder of children. Is that what you want to be? This dunya is not all it's cracked up to be. Your actual wealth is in something else. If you can enjoy your money, if you can enjoy your fame, while still being a human being and while still having your salvation intact in the next world, it's not worth it. It's not wealth, it's a type of poverty. Curse on that poverty. The la'nat of Allah Ta'ala on that poverty. 
The la'na of Allah Ta'ala on people who cut off food and water from innocent children and who left the blood of civilians. God's curse on such people. May the blood of the innocents not go unavenged in this world or the hereafter. Not out of anger, but what? Out of honor and pride for those downtrodden people because of which Allah sent His prophets in order that they should be protected in order that they should be honored. That Allah Ta'ala created mankind on the ahsan taqweem, on the greatest of forms and figures, on the most honored of forms and figures. Why? Because of them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise the honor of the person who can speak a word in their name. وَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى سَلَّمَ عَلَى سَيِّدْنَا مُحَمَّدُ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وأقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم لسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم